comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. I slapped the bass big time. What do you? What is that? You sound like a leprechaun. No, that's that? a reggae guy. Um, I just did reggae. Doesn't sound. Doesn't sound reggae. No. Slept the bass. How is it? It's like big time, big time, big time. Big time. Slip to base, big time. Episode 314. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Inside joke warning. Tonight's episode, I'm going to poop an episode. What an episode it will be. Thank you, Bill. And thank you, Sage, for that inspiration. So listen for the sound effect at the end of the episode. No, I'm not talking about the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Bill, what, uh, what prompted that, um, that line? <laughs> um, my son, who is in, has, a, he has a sense of humor, which I've got to say is about 10 light years past uh, Kevin James right now, and he's only six. So... Uh, um, they watched uh, this morning, uh, the kids watched Paul Blart Mall Cop, and I thought, oh, good, another laugh free comedy. I actually like the genius that, that brought you The King it. of Queens. I, I think that's a great movie, actually. Okay, well, maybe I wasn't giving it a chance because I watched about 30 minutes and I went, huh. Okay. Yeah. No, if you watched 30 minutes, you probably got it. Right. I watched the first 30 minutes. Okay, then you probably got you probably get you just weren't in I the mood him, for some light. I comedy. saw him go narcoleptic in the middle of his uh, test to be a cop. And I know, funny, right? It's because of the low blood sugar. I know. I yeah. saw the movie. I'm not bluffing. Okay, I didn't read the Dan Cliff's notes. I watched the first 34 minutes. Then of you, Paul Blart. Then you saw Small Cop. I watched all of it and didn't like it. It, it was okay. It, it was dumb. Watch comedies in the morning. I well, I also had the same reaction when I went and saw uh, Zookeeper. Was yeah. that it? I haven't seen that. I one. To and I thought it. to myself, Zookeeper, I wish I'd been here to see Zoolander. See, Lou, was Zoolander funnier. wasn't funny to me. No, at all. okay, here's the trick with Zoolander. We've discussed this before. Okay. When I saw when I saw uh the promos for Zoolander come out, my thought was Ben Stiller is generally not funny. He's funny he's good at reacting. You know, he's good at making the eyes and going, huh? at things. Um, but he's not, he's not a terribly funny guy. Ben Stiller's show uh, on MTV was an exception. Um, but in Mystery Men, you know, he was pretty funny in that. Ben Stiller generally uh, not that funny. But um, anyway, I don't know. I'm getting way off track. I'm not talking about what we're here to talk about, am I? Nope. Well, no, you, so just, you didn't even answer his question. No. Okay. Not so, that that's new, but I just... Give it to me again. Give me the question again. No. I, the question. I will hit it. I don't remember. The I will hit yeah, it I strong. The, Frank I asked him I will go straight the, to the uh, rack. The, the liner from the opening. What, what oh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, See, my, I'm paying attention. My son, <laughs> thank you. Uh, well, Sage just way, pooped a couple things. The strange my, voices here yes. again are Brian Nixon oh. and Ashley and Allison. Hey. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. This is like we built a zoo only with Sage saying, hey, he turns around uh, right in front of our youngest, Pepper. And he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, hey, I pooped a dog. <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny. It made me laugh. Well, it came out of uh, left field, which is, uh, which is nice. Kid's got an imagination on him. A poopy imagination. Apparently. I know. Yeah. He can hear you talking he about can, him. He can be kind of stupid. And he loves it, too. Yeah, I think you guys can hear them, too. They're watching the Goonies. Bill says he's never seen the Goonies just before. Those I can't believe Professor that. Professor said she'd never seen it either. It's one of my favorites. I like it. It's from our childhood, man. Excuse. You can go watch it. We'll cover for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Steven Spielberg. I'll be back. That's true. There are, there Actually, are six uh, people Joe in Dante studio right directed, now. But it's a Spielberg production. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. You Richard guys, Donner. Richard Donner. You yeah. guys need me even no, less Joe than Dante. usual this week. So I saw uh, Richard Donner's we'll... name come up at the beginning. Let's find out. Hmm. <sighs> okay. So this week, just we're going to have more stuff. I'll have to show you. Talk about. Right. Um, Warm Bodies was a movie that came out recently that was in our list of movies uh, that we talked about, that two-part yes. episode, uh, two-part episode uh, series of 2013 movies coming up. One of them we mentioned was Warm Bodies. At the time, Frank seemed uh, interested in seeing it, mm-hmm. but that went by the wayside, Frank? Yeah, kind of. Um, I guess just kind of lost interest. Now, at the time we're recording, did it come out this week or last week? How when long has it, it been out? out? Like around Valentine's. February 1st. Okay. Not on Valentine's. So it's about two, three weeks February 1st? Yeah. Okay. So it's been out over a month. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Incidentally, that was the day that I lost my job. It was the day that movie came out. So just a little cocktail party information. <laughs> Bring the room down. Most people don't know this. Right, well. Little known fact. Um, so win a bar bet with that fact. Allison that <laughs> went to see it uh, the other day with her big sister, actually. And Allison's friend. So props to Ashley for being a good big sister, for taking two little uh, younger girls nice to the movie. What are you trying to say? <laughs> that I I'm took two little children to the movie? Your sister did the nice thing and okay, took you no. and a friend. We're, siblings, we're trying to say that Siblings you, can be challenging. We're trying to say that you have never snuck your dad's car out of the driveway and gone for a joyride legally. Right. And then um, I wanted to see it also. It, it uh, appealed to me so... My friend Kevin Wright, who was on our our uh, show once, and you guys met him in person that one night. Um, the two of us went to see it, and Allison warm loved bodies, it. warm bodies. Did you two cuddle while you were watching it? No, mm-hmm. but it was warm in the. St- no, in did the, you share popcorn? No, but no. we shared two, an armrest. Two straws in the coke. We shared an armrest. Nothing like that. No, nothing like did you that. Offer him some juice. He did actually offer me some popcorn. I mm-hmm. said no thanks. Um, <clears throat> so this is a story about. The zombie apocalypse did you that just have happened. Sour straws mm-hmm. yes. in your drink? From a, yes, from a we plague. did. Apocalypse were they plague. evil? Sour yes, they straws? were evil sour straws. All right, just check. So, thank you. Sometimes so, it's just easier to give in. I know. It? That's why I just say yes, Bill. Yeah, you, Brian's catching on fast. <laughs> so you're doing you're doing the false. Uh, hey, the, Brian, Picard, see any good movies yeah. lately? Oh, the face palm. There's the dog. So, uh, I wanted to see it because it was zombies. You know, I'm a big fan of Walking Dead, obviously. So. Evil zombies? Um, yes. Evil zombies. So the girls, uh, Allison loved it. She went so far as to say it was her new favorite movie, right? Yes, of course. Even more than The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? What? Mm, Lord of the Rings was never my. Okay, but you enjoyed The Hobbit. Yes, I did. Okay. 
but you like this movie and you've seen it just the one time, right? Yes. Okay. But you've seen videos on YouTube more Don't than shine once. that in my eyes. Yeah, half of the views are mine. Okay. <laughs> so you've, you've, she's already mem- memorized some of the lines. Oh my gosh. But I've almost memorized the whole movie. I love it. I so absolutely I, love it. Ashley has also been watching The Walking Dead. So we're, you know, we're used to uh, a certain type of zombie, right? The George Romero zombie that doesn't think or talk or have an inner monologue. Well, even watching the preview for World War Z is like it's e- that that was easier to watch than Warm Bodies because they're I don't know, but like watching them like sprint hightail yeah. run in World War Z it, it was just it's strange, but Warm Bodies was off the deep end. So, so the, did they uh, explain uh what the apocalypse was? It was a plague. It was a play. He's the the main character zombie has an inner monologue that sounds like you and me when we're talking. Except brains. No, Mm -hmm. it sounds like us, like just a normal guy talking. And uh, this this zombie, well, these zombies, he's different than the rest of the zombies. But these zombies, uh, every once in a while, they can say a word. Okay, they're still that. Allison can do it. There's still that much of a connection <laughs> that's left that okay. Rob Corddry, the funny man, yes, is in this movie. He's the the best friend, best zombie friend of the main character. But they every once in a while they'll talk, and and they'll mainly they'll just grunt at each other. But like the guy says, every once in a while we might even get a word out, and one of them says hungry, and the other one says city, and then so they get up off their chairs and they head to the city to try to find stuff to eat. And do they eat brains? Like, yes. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> they do. And they get the memories of that person. Yeah, they don't They don't want to eat the brains, but to feel... Um, this. Well, this is specifically to R. Right. The right. main character. He doesn't want to eat the brains, but he just wants to feel somewhat human as close to, you know, just a little bit of human, so... Uh, he eats the brains to relive the memories of the person, mm-hmm. just to feel something. Okay. What did you say his name was? R. He just can't remember. Doesn't remember his name. What so his name was? R. But it no. But oh, okay. he just, says just I think it started with an oh, R. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He so, can't remember his name anymore. So, so he, throughout the movie, his name is R. Okay. And what does he want? What does he want? Frank, what does he want? Ice cream. But well, he uh, he has an empty container, but he's not sure what he should do with it. <laughs> oh, and so he was asking Bill, and the trash can, and Bill couldn't hear, so he was just like, it, "Just put it on the counter." And so, so oh, he so he's actually okay. I see what he's doing. He's actually putting ice cream in the the cone. Yeah, he wasn't sure what to do with the empty one. He like uh, me you. has made the wise decision that ice cream in a cone is somehow better than ice cream in a bowl. Well, duh. I don't get. get to eat I don't the get the cone. physics. You can't eat the bowl. That's a very good point. Yeah. Now, don't they? My wife would tell you that the round shape makes it taste better. (laughs) Of the bowl? No, of the the uh, ice cream. Of the the scoop. Yeah, the scoop. More surface area. You can eat the container. That's the best part. I mean, obviously, you take like little tiny bits out and you put them in the the cone, like the trunk of the cone. We're talking about ice cream. Because you got to get ice cream all the way down into the cone, or it's, you might as well. Might as well be a. Then it just melt down into the bottom. It, you kind of your tongue kind of pushes it into like if you go to a professional. Place. Not if you're wise enough to pack it like one half spoonful mm-hmm. at a time. Or if you down don't in eat there. ice cream, you don't have to worry about it. That's a good point. You can just eat the cone. You're more of a frozen yogurt. I don't like person, ice right? cream. I like both. What? You oh, don't. I, no. You don't. I. I can't. <laughs> I it's like Fonzie <laughs> saying wrong. I can't even. I can't articulate that yogurt. notion. 
You don't like ice cream. No, I don't. You don't well, it doesn't. It's not a zero sum game. I mean, it, ice cream doesn't have to lose, so frozen yogurt can win, though. I just you, know, you can like both. It's okay. I know. I just are you ice, ice cream, cream racist? You know what? Ice cream <laughs> probably likes you, and it probably it's wonders trying. why it's being, you know, rejected mm-hmm. by Ashley. Where are you gonna play, Dad? This could go on for a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So back to the plot. Back to zombies. Shocked and cursed. Oh, I've ever seen to be disappointed. <laughs> so the movie. Is about zombies, and they're different than what we're used to. There's two kinds of zombies. There's the zombies that we've been talking about. Then there's the kind that look like the the dead people in um, I Am Legend. Right. The, the ones that move fast. Yes. Yeah, these move yeah. fast. They're called bonies because all they are are bone and uh, <laughs> just like tendons. really tendons, and they're dark gray in color, and they run fast, and they eat anything with a heartbeat. And That's uh, not good. No. Mm. Uh, they'll eat animals they'll mm-hmm. eat you know whatever so they'll chase if they don't like you know like if if the quote-unquote normal zombies get in the way then they'll, they'll so basically they nothing nothing is yeah. safe except for like possums right okay so anyway now, this do the do regular zombies become bonies yes they do. Okay. after a while they yeah. do in fact they give up on he's, he, they give, yeah. they give mm-hmm. there's one guy there's one regular zombie Sitting there, and this guy's giving us a quote unquote tour of the place. You know, he's telling us the backstory, he's telling us how things are. And it, he looks at one regular zombie and uh, he says something like, That guy's given up or whatever. And he reaches up and he, you know, that scene in Poltergeist where Craig T. Nelson pulls the skin off his face, mm-hmm. right? So that's what this zombie basically does. And he rips see a big the chunk of skin. Mouth and-, and you can see what looks like a bony underneath. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the answer is yes, they will eventually become bonies. So, there's one human city left. Or do they? Yes. yes there's one human city do. left. Mm. John Malkovich is like the guy in, in charge. He's in this movie. Okay. John Malkovich. He's in charge of the city. He's like General Malkovich or something like General that. General Grigio. She, she could see a movie one nice. time, I, and it's really kind of yeah, scary. You can cut that out now. It's really scary. Can we talk about um, Harry Potter? How about no. that? No. <laughs> So that whole thing backwards and forwards. Forwards and backwards? His daughter leaves the city with the group of kids that have been... They're recruiting younger and younger to protect the city and go on supply runs. Oh, okay. So this group of teens, basically, or 20-somethings, now they're teens, they go out and on the supply run. James Franco's brother, Dave Franco, Yeah. speaking of uh, the next movie we're going to talk about, he was in Scrubs? Yeah. Dave Franco? If it's the same Dave Franco... Well, he looks like James Franco. Yeah, because they're brothers. Him, yeah. Um, anyway, he's in this movie, and um, he's he gets killed. He's the boyfriend of the main girl, and then the one that kills the boyfriend is the main zombie who eats his brains and gets the memories of the old boyfriend. So he starts oh, to fall in love. Okay, he starts to fall in love with Julie, the mm-hmm. main girl, and she he protects her. She doesn't understand, and she realizes that zombie like this one zombie's different than the rest and she tries to convince her dad that he's changing back into a human and he's telling uh you know that's the whole group of of zombies who aren't bonies yet they start to they start to feel something okay they see they see julie and r holding hands she grabs his hand because she's in a room full of zombies who supposedly are on their side now, but she's nervous, so she okay. grabs R's hand 
because she trusts him oddly enough, and the rest of the zombies see that, and it sparks some emotion in them. There's this really cool effect when, like, the zombies, their hearts aren't beating, but it it looks like E.T., you know how his heart glowed red? Right. And, mm-hmm. Right? So they have this one effect, like when Rob Corddry starts to feel something and think something, you can see his heart beat, boom. It was just once, mm-hmm. it just kind of, his chest turns. Um, it's obviously not happening, but it's a visual cue to mm-hmm. the audience that something's happening to the zombie, right? So anyway, and then the, the zombies are realizing that they aren't like they want to help the humans and protect them from the bonies. And it's just a really, I mean, it was a cute, predictable movie, but the zombies were totally different than, than what we're used to with the walking dead. Right. So the George Romero zombies, they're slow. They're, they don't, they don't talk. Scary. They're scary. These zombies weren't, really scary looking. He turns on a freaking record player. Yeah. He, then this guy's collecting things. He lives in an he's airplane. A, he's at like the, a hoarder. He's, yeah. She calls him a hoarder at one point. He, these zombies can do things like turn lights on, put a LP on the record player and, and put can, the needle and set it down and turn it on. drive cars as well. She teaches yeah. him how to drive a car. So, you know, for 20 minutes, I'm sitting there going, this is dumb. This is stupid. Zombies wouldn't do that. And then I realized, why don't I just let it go and try to enjoy this? And I ended up so it enjoying like it. So sounds like the world's longest montage sequence ever put to film. Mm-hmm. It part of it okay. is like the first half of the movie almost yeah. feels like that. It and what song I, did they play? They had a play? great soundtrack, as a matter of fact. Okay, it had uh, like they had well current stuff. They had old mm-hmm. stuff. They had eighties. They had like. 50s just any i mean music played a really big part in this how cool yeah but she was uh, he was a collector he collected movies she loved old lps there was an old record store that she used to shop at that was a really great place to go and i don't know music just played a big part in it but um it uh you know based on the way you're talking about it and the fact that his name is r her name is j julia it's like romeo and juliet like two houses right Having to come together, oh, I yeah, guess it is a that. Romeo and Juliet type of story. Yeah, you know. and a happy ending apparently. Look at you being all insightful. Yeah. my friend Kevin says that was like Romeo and Juliet, and I was like, maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. And he was, like, what do you mean you don't know? And I said, I don't remember what that story was about. And and honestly, I all I remember is Romeo wore four art thou Romeo. That's <laughs> I mean, I didn't give a crap about that literature stuff when I was in school, and I just don't remember. Are you stuff. kidding? That I'm movie. Not- that that story has got a more frustrating conclusion than Star Wars Episode Three. Well, don't they? Don't they both die? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it incredibly just a, frustrating. With just a glimpse at each other at the very end, as one dies and one awakens, and uh, the other one is the Juliet becomes so heartbroken she stabs herself, and they both end up. That's dead. how frustrating this movie was. Yeah. Well, that didn't end like this. No. Good. This is a happy ending. But my this friend Kevin was like, this like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what yeah. Romeo and Juliet was no, about. No, this, this is the classic um, boy meets girl, girl meets boy, boy and girl fall in love with each other, boy and girl's parents uh, don't like each other, the in-laws are mad at each other kind of thing. So girl takes a girl fake poison. Girl dies in a tragic blimp accident girl, over the exactly, exactly. Super Bowl on New Year's mm-hmm. Day. And we're not going to tell you what that's happened from, to That's Romeo's. from Naked Gun. Sorry. Right. Okay. 
I was going to go another direction, get a little bit darker on you. No, and then uh, a girl takes fake poison um, that uh, boyfriend misinterprets as real poison. Uh, boyfriend then takes real poison, actually dies. Uh, girl uh, wakes up from fake poison, realizes that boyfriend has taken real poison, so she falls on a knife. Why? Who would want to write why, a story like that? Why wouldn't you just... Why would you stab yourself? Take the real poison. It'll because be quicker, it, cleaner, and neater. It's it's more visually entertaining to see someone fall on a knife than eat poison, I guess. Seth, he drank it all. He was selfish. Now, what about this That's ear poison I've been hearing about is, right? in Hamlet? What's the deal with ear poison? Ear poison. Uh, in Hamlet, he's, Hamlet's he's father actually, is killed mm-hmm. with ear poison. Yeah. I have never heard of such a thing. I don't know how someone would not wake up from something being poisoned. Like the little worm in Star Trek. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, exactly right. Or what the uh, the the space ninja was trying to do to Amidala in uh, Attack the Clones. Space ninja. The space ninja. Oh no, that's right. Space ninja. What what movie was it? It was a Bond movie. That's right. I'm sorry. It was uh, Live and Let Die. Where the it wasn't a space ninja. It was an Earth ninja, but he um, he he stretches a uh, uh, a thread down to the poor hapless victim's mouth while victim is sleeping, and he drips like poison onto the thread, which literally runs down oh. the thread and bloop bloop onto their lips, and then wow, gone. No, that's how no, I guess in episode two was like the little it was little space worms, it was right? A worm, yeah. It was blue, blue, blue electric space worms the, uh, with it, laser beams on their heads. There was a, a James Bond movie where James Bond's wife dies from that. The poison is meant for him. Yes. He, he rolls over and she mm-hmm. rolls over and the poison falls on his lip. Yeah. I think, that thing, that's what I'm talking about. It's the Bond movie. Allison, why does this movie all of a sudden your favorite movie? It's your favorite is, movie? What is it about that's, this movie? That's that, the headline of this episode. I'm gonna. We need to go back and change the liner. Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Um, I just. Is it because zombies hear, are a new thing for you? Well, I've I've never zombies have never been my favorite thing, but I've I've never disliked them. And Ashley, since she's gotten into The Walking Dead, I've kind of you know been in uh, in the kitchen, kind of watching it. And I've yeah, always, I try not to I, let her watch it. I've <laughs> always been intrigued and. I mean, I'm not a sucker for romance either. I'm kind of like, eh. but when I saw the trailer for this movie. I, I thought it was going to be different, and it was going to it was gonna um, just stray from the normal, and I found that really appealing. And we had talked about this in the car. They don't they don't call them zombies. They they call them corpses. Yeah, they prefer corpse, uh, corpses. So okay. the word zombie is maybe used once or twice. I think I think it was used when um, Julie's friend said zombie apocalypse, and that may have been the only. Oh, use but then of she the said something. She just she said it then, and then she she said something about. I'm gonna go, you know, zombie sweet boyfriend. dreams about your zombie boyfriend. Oh, yeah. It was it was <laughs> rarely rarely used. Yeah. Um, so they didn't. I mean, you could tell they were supposed to be zombies, but they didn't call them zombies. You know. Uh, and during the movie, Ashley was texting me. He was like, "This is stupid." They're he just turned on a record player. You know, like <laughs> zombies. Can't. No, wait, were you, were you sitting next to each? Were you not in the theater? Why not? We? Not with these guys. Okay. They went with. Remember, Ashley took. Allison and her friend, and then I went with my yeah. friend Kevin. Okay. Thanks for playing, Frank. Uh, so, <laughs> while they while they were that's what I'm here for. Yeah, while they were watching the movie, Ashley was sending me texts like, "This is dumb," and uh, 
Now, wait a second, young lady. Why are you texting during a movie no, when this they one. ask you? Why, why are you, you texting yeah. during a movie? I liked the movie. When you're during the big see, I didn't, I didn't know that I, I do it because they tell me not to. You're the, you know I didn't what? know oh, that you texted She's the kind of people what cause unrest in this world. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's, a, like it's a simple you. request. Why don't two, we're asking for two hours. Can't do it? No. I don't. Then you don't go to the movies. I'm sorry. You're banned. Okay. You just can't go. Or leave your phone in the car. I would throw popcorn. At that yeah. person, I picked her up um, the other day uh, for her. Break. She had a break. She was working a long shift at work, and I went to see her on her break. And her phone was almost dead, so she says, "Seriously?" Can I, she says, "Can I charge my yes. phone?" And she plugged <laughs> it in, and we get out at the at the yogurt place. We're going in to grab some yogurt, and she leaves her phone in the car. And I was like, "Wow, this is different." You had to actually leave your phone in the car. You're gonna have to talk to your old man. And it's embarrassing her, because it's true. She got her forehead in her palm. No, I'm just as over this conversation as I am the movie. I'm so done. Okay. All right. So it was cute if you if you can just set aside your Walking Dead expectations. I'll just say that. All right. Well, let me jump in then. So. Now, why did they spoil who the Wicked Witch of the East okay, is? Okay. Is there right anything the spoiler worthy? Like, well, let let me see. Uh, who were you told it was? Me. Why don't you want to? Do you want to leave? I don't want you to ruin anything. All right, leave. Bye. All right, we'll call you back when we're done. Just turn that off there. Just go, go watch Goonies. Go you text gonna, you when you're watch watching the yeah. Goonies. Right? You're gonna listen to us talk about? Yeah, I don't mind if okay. there's anything to be spoiled. Uh, yes. Apparently, Entertainment Weekly spoiled it. Okay. Right. Uh huh. Mila Kunis. Yeah. Is like the Wicked Witch of the East or whatever. Right. And you're not led to believe that until you're be- you're led to believe it's someone else, and then halfway yeah, through the movie that. Oh God, I was going to see that. Yeah. <laughs> go and watch Goonies. Go watch Goonies. <laughs> go watch Goonies <laughs> too. I want to watch Goonies, but I don't. I don't like why. Goonies. I don't understand. Like the thing, like publicity with movies, and then DC with their big reveals, and Marvel with their big reveals. Why they let press outlets know ahead of time. Why spoil stuff like that? Oh, you, d- you don't ask me. I mean, uh, it could be it could be because uh, this movie is not that good, <laughs> and that they're just trying to get people in the theater. Like they feel like, oh, we gotta tell people that who the uh, Wicked Witch of the East is. But Maybe they'll get out. There, didn't they do something West. like that with with Star Trek lately? Though they they had a, a cover that had Kirk and the other guy on it, and they they said the name of the character because everyone's. Saying, well, is it going to be Khan? Is it going to be Gary Mitchell? Is it going to be? And they, I think, yeah, I think that happened. Yeah. I think it was Entertainment Weekly yeah, again. It was Entertainment Weekly again. But I mean, darn them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they do that, but let, let me kind of dive into the movie. James so, Franco is. James Franco. In fact, I have some. Is no, the Wizard? This it, is a prequel, right? Right. This is a prequel. It is not based on any of Frank L. Baum's books really? about the Wizard of Oz. So this is totally invented. Then what's the point? Well, they obviously want to start a franchise. And they think that, you know, maybe starting here, they can create just a whole would new they, world. Would they redo the story of the Wizard of Oz to fit in with this new? Uh, from what I saw the um, on an article, they are, um, if this movie does well, they were going to redo the Wizard of Oz. Oh. Please, no. That's like, that's like. No. Well, okay. First, first, you have to understand Wizard of Oz right now is in the public domain. So anybody can make a movie about it. Anybody. So now you do have that so, classic movie from 1939, I believe. Um, I'm I'm always of the opinion with remakes, 
I don't care because the original exists, and if I if the remake isn't any good, I don't have to look at it. It's that's fine. I'll stick with the original. So go ahead and remake it. I'm fine. Um. So let me kind of break down what the story is very simply, and then why it didn't work. Um. The Wizard of Oz, or or Oscar as he's known in Kansas, he's a he's a second rate uh, magician. Uh, in a second-rate carnival, and uh, he's also a ladies' man. Uh, he, uh angry husband chases him, and the only way to escape is to jump in a hot air balloon while a, a tornado happens to be around the corner, and he gets sucked up. So that's how he ends up in, in uh, Oz. So, new world, new land, he meets all these characters, and there is a prophecy in Oz that... Someone from a distant land, the great wizard, will bring peace to the land. And so they assume it's him. Bring balance to the force? Bring balance to the force. Um, so being a shyster and stuff, he sees this opportunity. He, Since he's a magician, he thinks some of his magic can work, but there's actually real magic in this world. And in the end, everyone realizes that he is a fraud. But because he has brought so much, he, he had raised into hope so much of these people, that uh, he gives a rousing speech, he comes up with a plan, and he saves everything. Like Bill Pullman at the end of Independence Day. There you go. Then we're going to take our freedom! Now, (laughs) That was the director's version of that. (laughs) During this movie, uh, at the very beginning, um, Franco meets a girl that he really, really likes. You know, he is a womanizer, but he really, really likes. Turns out that's A&M. Aunt M? Yeah. Auntie M? Auntie M. A this young is before Auntie he M. goes to Oz. Right. So do you see Dorothy at all in this movie? No. But you see him where she says, I met a guy named Bill Gale who's, well, he asked me to marry him, and I wonder if I should. I want, I thought his name was Henry Gale. Or Henry Gale. But, you know, she says he says Gale. Okay. So that's the clue. In, and, uh, you know, he's like, M, you, you know me. I'm always... Doing this and doing that. He's a good man. You should probably marry him. Yeah. Did I read something where they said that the Wizard of Oz estate or whatever you call it mm-hmm. said you, you there are certain things you can't use like the red shoes? Now those, yes. Uh, the shoes are actually owned by MGM. That, that was okay, an invention that, of MGM. Okay. So those belong to MGM. Okay. Uh the color green, the co- the palette color of green that was used in the MGM movie. Like your Band-Aid. Like my Band-Aid. Is owned by MGM. So was she green? Well, they had to use a different shade of green. They couldn't use oh. the Wicked Witch green from MGM. Okay. That might be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lawyers love to fight. <laughs> Lawyers love to That'd be like to somebody... You details. can't use green. That'd be like somebody <laughs> telling me, you can name your daughter Allison... But you can only use one L instead of two. Exactly. Exactly. It's a good yeah. thing I named you with one L then, isn't it? Yeah, hey, you I know, like it. um, it's different. If you live in uh, Iceland, you have to choose uh, your baby's name from a list of uh, pre-approved. Uh, really? A pre-approved yeah. list. Oh. Yes. That keeps you from naming your baby. Um, Def Leppard. <laughs> C three PO. Ice Iceland. Or yeah, that's or awesome. Ice, Iceland. That actually would be pretty awesome. So that yeah. so the only reason they made up that law was that became a problem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or all these Vanilla kids Iceland. Be, yeah. Um they didn't want the kids named Abbasy and Sade. Abbasy. 
You never heard that one? No, I'm sorry. ABC and CDE. Oh, okay. Like Lamangelo and Orangelo? Exactly. Thank okay. you. Thank you, yes. So, Lamangelo. Why didn't this movie work? What was wrong with okay, it? Okay, first of all, story pacing uh, took way too long. How long to did it take till he got to the land of Oz? Oh, probably about 20 minutes. So that wasn't that bad, but it's the pacing of huh. the story and the motivation of the characters and the chemistry between the characters, too. Now, I, I, I wrote down some notes because... So, Franco is supposed to be the suave ladies' man, but he's also supposed to be kind of a shyster, too. He was the wrong actor for this. He did a good job, but he wasn't the right character. They needed, and I wrote this, for lady killer skills, they needed someone that could pull off a young Harrison Ford or even Josh Holloway. Something like that. Okay. But they needed the showmanship of someone like John Lithgow. You know how John Lithgow can be over the top? And just like well, kind of like, kind of like the man behind the curtain in, the, in exactly, the and he never came across as lady killer though to me. Well, but I mean, he? how long did we see him in there? That's like true. he was an old man, yeah. you know. They're they're establishing him as kind of a ladies' man okay. and shyster, and and he could not pull it off. Yeah, and and that was a shame too. Story pacing, ugh, it was just it ground to a halt at times, and character motivations just did not feel fulfilled and it was just the pacing was bad this movie's gonna be a flop what about so, what's what's up with uh raimi do you do you fault the directing or the editing or did the, sam raimi direct this yeah sam raimi directed uh, it yeah that's, i forgot about that. that that that's what was the the big thing for me i would i would have to put it on two counts uh raimi and the script okay because uh there's a scene where um where franco as oz is having this back and forth with the flying monkey, who he's befriended on the on the yellow brick road. Okay, okay, and it's supposed to be this da 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 like Frank Just Franco snappy rapid fire back right. and forth, huh? Like the dialogue goes something like, um, "When I get that big treasure, I'm going to buy all these things I've always wanted." And monkey, you can buy some bananas. And the monkey goes, "Oh, well, just because I'm a monkey, you think I love bananas?" And Franco goes, "Well." So you don't love bananas? The monkey goes, of course I love bananas. I'm a monkey. <laughs> now that, that... Wink, 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 wink. Right. You would want that to be snappy and fast, but it was delivered pretty much the way I just did it. You mean they didn't have this in there? Right. It, it just kind of hurt, and, you know, I, that story sounds just like, needed more developing. That sounds like uh, listening to uh, the Monty Python guys uh, do a uh, Monty Python skit these days. Yeah, yeah. like when we saw uh, Palin and um, um, John Cleese. Palin and Cleese do the, uh, the the parrot sketch on Saturday Night Live. On Saturday Night Live, uh, gosh, now ten years or so was, ago, but it was painful. It was the pacing of it was yeah. so slow. It was like it was, it was like they either were trying to remember the next line or or they were waiting trying to for the pause audience for to audience laugh. laughter. Yeah, exactly. Pause for laughter. laughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, that's funny. Uh, unfortunately, uh, biggest biggest flop so far this year. Yeah, it is not worth. Seeing. I mean, just a just a one hundred percent failure, huh? Fail on so many levels. What what did work? Did anything work about it? Um, what about I would special say effects? Were they good? Special effects were very good. The final battle was. Clever, smart, okay. 
but at the same time weak. Uh, if you recall in the original, how the great and powerful Oz appears, he appears as smoke and a right. floating head. Yes. Well, that's how Franco ends up saving, uh, because there's technology that the people don't understand right. in Oz. So he creates this huge smoking head that, you know, and he's yelling at the people and he's projecting with this, you know, he's amplifying it and... And it scares everybody into witches. They're throwing fire at it, but nothing. You know, it's going right through them, and that's freaking them out. Did James Franco play more than one role, like the old man in the original series? You know, yeah. the same guy that played the wizard, he played the the guy that was guarding the door at the entrance to Oz. And, uh, there was <laughs> really? A, yeah. No, I never but, made that connection. Yeah, no, same but, actor. But that character who opens yeah. the door... Uh-huh. Uh, appears as a younger version. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's pretty funny. He's, oh, okay, uh, his name is Nuck, and uh, well, and he never smiles in the movie. I still want to see it. I still yeah. have a desire to see it because. What does Rotten Tomatoes give it? Well, see, um, top critics agree with uh, Frank. Uh, they give it a thirty percent. Oh, uh, Twelve fresh, twenty-eight rotten. But this is what I thought was interesting. All critics, which I guess includes the dude from. Uh, you know, hey, it's the movie podcast guy who's yeah. never had an ounce of training. Sixty uh, percent, um, the tomato meters sixty for all critics and the audience. Are you sitting down? You sit down for this, Brad. I'm sitting. Okay, eighty-two percent of the audience liked it. Wow. I don't know what that means. That's off of forty, almost forty-one thousand votes. Frank was in the other eighty-two percent yeah, uh, considered percent. it to be fresh. Um. Hmm. I mean, I hope that that will be uh, really cool. Um, I just don't know. Do you want to see uh, it, Al? Yeah, see, I, I think it would be cool. David Edelstein agrees with Frank. He said, aside from a trio of witches that can hold its own with Eastwicks in the dishiness department, Oz the Great and Powerful is a particularly joyless occasion. Yes. It, yeah, it it just didn't have the magic. And, and Wizard of Oz is magical. The MGM one. You know, I think they just needed to kind of step away from that, maybe create their own, which they did, but they had some elements from. from did we see the, any of the other, like the witch and the, I mean, the lion and the tin man? And uh, you do see a real lion, which is a scaredy cat, it turns out, but no lines. Just a lion appears out of nowhere, and the wizard has a smoke trick, and he hits it, and a puff of smoke comes out, and the lion runs and sees the smoke, and. Wait, you think a it's real supposed- lion? Real? Yeah, it's a real lion. Okay. Do you think it was supposed to be the same? I think it was supposed to be. It was at least a lion. nod to it. Yeah. But no Tin Man or? No Tin Man. They talk about scarecrows a lot okay. in this. Um, you know, it's just it's just not it's so, just not that good. If it was a Sam Raimi film, here's the question. Okay. Was Bruce Campbell in it? He's supposed to be in it, but I don't know who he played. Really? Yeah. He Bruce Campbell is credited. Bill, can you look it up? See is he Bruce? really? Yeah, yeah. Stand yeah. by. He uh, Bruce Campbell is in it. Um, huh. I don't know what role he played. I was looking for him, but then I kind of gave up because I got he bored was the, with it. He was the. Uh, he either played the wrestling announcer, the maitre d, <laughs> or. Uh, he saw lightning. <laughs> yeah. Who was the other? What was the other guy in the first Spider-Man? He was the wrestling announcer. The in second the, one, he Bruce was the Campbell guy. Was, yeah, he was, was the, the yeah he was the theater guy in the and second one. Go ahead, Bill. He is the winky gatekeeper. <laughs> winky gatekeeper. Winky. Gatekeeper. I don't know who that is. I mean, is that's. He, oh, now I remember who he is. Okay, that's that's pretty crappy to give him 
almost top billing at the beginning of the movie for oh, that Oh, did role. they? Did they really? I mean, his name is up there with everyone else's. Wow. So, like, the top five stars and Bruce Campbell. Uh, that's, that's probably <laughs> Raimi just, you know. Yeah, and he's full of makeup. I mean, now I know who he is. But Bruce Campbell probably has something on Raimi. I mean, that's fine. I love that he's in it, but... Ashley! So, Brad, if you see it, love to hear what you think. Okay. Uh, Listeners, I'm sorry I can't recommend it. I do want to see it. Um, That sounds like a uh, a dollar theater thing. By the way, you know what showed up at the dollar theater last night? What? What? The Hobbit. Oh, Oh, yeah? Finally showed up at the dollar theater. Just, you, just wait a few you weeks. Will not see, be out on video. Well, you will not see the... Yeah, DVD. but if you want to see it on the big screen one more time, like I kind of would, the only problem is that it's clearly it's not in the high frame rate at the dollar theater. Right. So it's like, well, crud. If the assumption is I'm taking the kids up. to go see uh-huh. it because they haven't seen it, um, do, we, um, do we go see the 2D or the standard 3D version? Are they showing the... the um, are they showing the 3D version at the Dollar Show? Yeah. Oh, oh that's the dollar cool. Theater, the Dollar Theater's got like three 3D theaters in it. Huh. It's pretty awesome. I have to thank you guys, by the way. Uh, yeah. On your recommendation, I went to see the high frame rate version. I'd already seen thank it you. twice. Okay. And I thought, well, now, I'm going to see it, you know. Did you see, did you see it the first two times, 2D, 3D? The first time I saw it was 3D. Okay. Second time I saw it was just 2D. Wow. Third time was the high frame rate, and was blown away. That when the, the one of the things that I always point out to people is when when they take the map and they they f- roll it out on the table or you know at the first yeah it's parchment. I mean you can see yes. every little tiny wrinkle and and it looks thick. It doesn't look like a piece of paper. Yes. It, so yeah, it was just it was amazing. Um, I've uh. I read some stories uh, about it uh, since then. I, I wish I could remember them off the top of my head uh, better. Um, I don't know if I, if I could find it here while I'm talking. But uh, um, read a story about uh, one of the guys who came up with the idea of the variable frame rate or the higher or lower frame rate. And uh, this guy, I'm sorry, sir, I'm forgetting your name, and I feel bad because you deserve the credit for this. Um, he said that uh, he's been in talks uh, he he dealt with Peter Jackson um, during this uh, this high frame rate great debate thing, and he was talking about the fact that the frame rate can be whatever you want it to be. the The, the limitation right now is uh, the theater's ability to reproduce that high frame rate, you know, for a theater screen. Um, but he said it's just a matter it's just a matter of changing uh, software in the servers that are now broad that are now you know. They're not broadcast on the screen um, because everything's basically downloading now. You don't really have, uh, um, you know, how many theaters are still using film. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there, but in the big cities where we live, you know, we're, we're getting all digital transmissions now for our, our movies. Um, but he was saying that uh, you could very easily change the frame rate during a scene for each individual scene. Um the idea being that you could save some bandwidth, uh, but mainly he's talking about the visual effect that it would have on the movie and the moviegoer um, itself. I said, if there are times where you want it to be ultra-realistic, you know, then, well, goodness, this scene is in um, 48 or 96. What do you like? You want 128? You want 71? Pick you, one. Do you have to and, wear glasses with the variable yeah, frame? Yeah, yeah. With the... Um, 
frame uh-huh. rate? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Only if um, you want it in 3D. Yeah, no, the, I'm, I'm talking just 2D, just regular. Well, I don't know. I mean, they haven't done a high frame rate movie that was. I mean, the only high frame rate movie they've done was in 3D. So wouldn't, wouldn't right. that be jarring though to be watching a movie, and then all of a sudden the frame rate changes and. and Visually, you'd just be like, well, well, wait a minute. I mean, it would almost be like Dorothy stepping out of the black and white into the color. Uh, It certainly could. Cool. I mean, during imagine a a fight scene or something like that where suddenly it kicks into that high frame rate. That would be pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to find it while uh, while I'm uh, sitting here. Um, But uh, I just I thought I thought it was really really interesting that. You do this for effect, um, and the frame rate does not have to be constant. Uh, with that said, yeah, we talked about this when Brad and I went to go see the uh, the, the movie uh, the first time, and the only time I've seen in the theaters was that one time on the XD screen in high frame rate in 3D, and it was freaking amazing. I just we walked out and it's like it was like that movie that could have been. That could have been an American Pie sequel, and because of the technology used in that movie, I think I would have been glad I saw it. <laughs> so, uh, um, as it was, I, I look forward to seeing it a second time, hopefully a third and a fourth someday or whatever, um, because that first time that we saw it, uh, it didn't feel like it dragged at all to me. I mean, it just it, it went, is that us? Is it starting to finally rain? Oh boy! The dog kicks you do the thing. I thought it was a plane flying over. <laughs> um, when I saw it the mm-hmm. second time, when I took Allison yeah. to see it. I drove past six theaters to get to the high frame rate. Thing. Nice, you take her. You're welcome. Nice, and it, it it still it still felt just as good as as the first time. You know, it didn't Excellent. slow down. It just felt it was well paced. You know. Yeah, I told I told all my friends. I says, look, if you've seen it once. Do yourself a favor and go see it again because it's it's it, it's like nothing you've seen before. Yeah, I liked in the beginning of the movie when there's that scene with uh, Frodo in the beginning, and you you see him with the mail, and it's like he's literally walking right in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. It looks so real, and um, it was just something I've never seen before, and I really liked it. I was just the first scene, Bilbo. In his in his hobbit hole, uh-huh. you know, writing on the paper. That's all it took for me. Yeah, it was like yeah. I mean, thirty seconds in, and I'm I'm just stunned. And I never once got the sensation. I, I so many people I heard said, "Well, when they're running, it looks like they're running in double speed." It's like I never once got that impression. That was just their yeah, their inability I. to choose the right word to describe what they were seeing. Okay. Well, it was too realistic for them. Yeah. Right. No, no, it was. There was too much detail. Yeah, is what it is. Well, it's too bad. They were seeing twice as many, twice as much detail. Yeah, their eyes couldn't handle it. Their their brains it was overload. Maybe yep. it's like an IQ test. So if you came out of that movie thinking they're running too fast, well, we know that uh, we need to get that kid in a special You're class. A dork, you get yeah, him out I of here. Was, I thought it was cool seeing it and. Isn't that the first time they've ever done 48 frames per second? The yeah. first time ever? Mm-hmm. Well, f- at least for a major movie release. Mm-hmm. I've, we've never seen it before, but... Yeah, I thought... It didn't bother my eyes at all. I thought it was... It was really, new. You really could tell cool. something was different about it. You could tell mm-hmm. it was not, quote-unquote, normal. 
And, you know, that this is one of those technologies that will bring people to the theater because you can't do it at home. And, you know, so if you want to see this type of look or, you know, something new, go to the movie theater. Well, and I wonder if it, surely they knew beforehand, but was it an intended effect that not only did it give the movie a different look and feel, but um, it made the quality of the 3D illusion just amazing. It, it really was like being in that environment. Um, you know, 3D since uh, the Avatar has been pretty, since Avatar has been pretty acceptable. Uh, it's better, um, it's better in, a, in a, an animated feature than it is in, in uh, you know, in real life. And of course that all depends too on uh, whether you're using cameras or, you know, you're selling your soul by doing it in post, which just doesn't work at all. Um, but, I mean, I'm I'm sold. I can't wait to see them um, start trying and experimenting. And I wonder if they're going to do it um, in episodes uh, two or three of The Hobbit. Uh, if they're going to start experimenting with further... Well, now my guess is that they will... I mean, that high frame rate, it was still at the theater. When did it get released? Because it was still in the December. main... December, okay. Because it was still in the real live full price theaters uh, two weeks ago. I mean, so it it had a run that long. I mean, it had a, it's you know three months nowadays in a theater that, in, in a, the number one theater. Yeah, yeah, that's a big. You know, I mean, in literally the number one theater in your movie theater complex, but three months taking up one of your two coveted, you know, XD high frame rate, blah blah blah. You know, it's just yeah, that's unprecedented. I. I of course, I'm, breaking, see, I'm, my, I'm breaking my brain here trying to think of what came out since then that would have that the theaters would have said, "Hey, let's put that in the in the big theater." And I and that's can't true. They, think of anything. They probably had uh, uh, there was probably some pretty good pretty good uh, uh, marketing there to release at the time of year they did, knowing that there wouldn't be anything anything tentpole coming out uh, to displace it. Now, uh, now yeah, it, you're right. If it had come out during the summer, then it might have gotten yeah. knocked out in three weeks instead of three months. But it's uh, it was 180 estimated to make. You guys want to make as of March this this month? You want to guess how much it's made? Wait a minute. Are you saying it costs 180, or they estimated that it would? No, but budget was 180. Estimated. 180 million. Does that include marketing, or does all it says is estimated? Okay. Uh, it had to that had to be 180 million just to make the movie itself. I can't imagine that included whatever marketing. Well. Seeing, seeing as how it was 3D and high frame rate, you know they could charge, put an up upcharge of at least five bucks on that thing. Oh yeah, and they were making two other movies at the same time. I mean, I'm assuming production would just like um, um, the Twin Towers and stuff. They were do- they're doing them all simultaneously. So, um, so how much has the movie made according to IMDb as of today, or as of this? Okay, time? I've got a guess. Half a million. Okay, half a million. I mean, half a billion. Half, half a billion. I'm gonna say eight hundred. Eight hundred. I'm gonna say about three forty six. Uh, three oh one mm. USA. That's it. That's it. No, wow. world, give, just worldwide. That's that's not bad. That's respectable. Yeah, that yeah that's very good. Yeah. Let's see worldwide. That's one of the things when 
when I order a product for, mm-hmm. to send out, okay. we base it off on on the box office. So that's one of the first right. things I'll do is I'll look at what the what the box office did. And that's okay. that's respectable. And do you look at just domestic box office? Yeah. So it doesn't matter to you what the rest of the world thought about it? No, because I don't have truck stops in the rest of the world. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so and any anything that does three, that's a I mean, do you break do you break your research down to regions or anything? Or are you just going for just sheer domestic Continental forty eight? Uh, or just kind of look at the um, what's look at the customer base. Okay, you know, because I got to we're think not going to see a lot of um, of the notebook in the truck right. stop for you know. Well, and I got to think that like something like uh, uh, Brian Bosworth's uh, Blue Steel or was that Cold Steel? I forget it's been too long since I've seen it. That might play better, say in the in Dixie, than it would you know up in a truck stop yeah, in Massachusetts. Like just... You just send them out. Yeah. One billion dollars. One it's made one billion billion dollars. So it's made more outside of the United States. There you go. You have to say that with your pinky up at the corner of your mouth. As far as our listeners know, I did. One <laughs> billion. That's true. I shouldn't have said a word. And it's, uh, it does. It says one billion, one million. So it just barely cleared over a billion, but still. Um, that's pretty amazing. Uh, think back in the days when. You're going to spend $120 million on a movie? Are you insane? Yeah. And, and, of course, it was um, 10, 15 years ago. But, but with something like this, and just, you, know, you can't take the worldwide receipts out of it. It's, just, it's part of the equation. And, you know, so what? You spent 180 making it, did you say? Yeah, and that's then another, Say you made another 100, $120 million, um, promoting it, which they probably did not do. And so they're in... 300 million total period because you don't have to buy prints of the movie anymore. You had probably had to buy a few of them, but you know what? 75% of your prints are, are just beamed out via broadband. So you just saved a few million dollars there and all of a sudden, yeah, okay. So, uh, the studio or somebody just made $700 million on this thing and they want you to recycle your 3d glasses. Think about that. People. I still have think mine. about that. You know what? <laughs> They're out in my car. I rarely Did you recycle get the fourth them. green ones. Yes, I, the, yeah. the ones that say the Hobbit. Yeah. Okay. Now, so I that would be different. It was strange. I walked out and then went, "Oh, look, they're still in my pocket." How, oh, that's how absent-minded of me. That's it's, too bad. You know, as far as I'm concerned, everybody that buys those should keep them if they're going to continue to charge us three dollars. Yep. Uh, that's why I didn't them. feel too if bad you, about if, it. If you have your own, just. Save you a buck fifty. Well, I tell you one thing, yeah. I'm not I'm not cool with at all is uh, um, last time we went, uh, gosh, maybe it was for the Hobbit, but um, we we got our we got our shades. I'm trying to remember if we got all the way to our seats or not. I pulled these things out, I put them on. It's like these lenses are scratched. Yeah, it was the, these freaking the lenses Hobbit. are scratched. And I actually went back and said, "Dude, hook me up with a new pair, okay?" And they hooked me up with another pair. Those lenses were mildly scratched. I dealt with it, but it was like, I'm not okay if that's what you mean by recycling. You know, if you literally are recycling these bad boys, the point where you know you're giving somebody, you know, I'm paying $15 to see this movie. You know, these are, I, you know, I get it. You know, you're paying three bucks for the 3D and you're paying two more bucks for the XD screen and all that nonsense. And it's a weekend and I get it, but, uh, Dude, you know, I I know those things don't cost more than about, you know, 11 cents to produce. 
you know, over there in Bangladesh or, or China or, or or wherever it is. It's like, uh uh-uh. don't get cheap on us now, people. You're gonna make seven hundred million dollars on this movie. You can afford to uh give me some uh some some new three D glasses. <laughs> All right. So, Brad, you got some music for us? Yeah, it's my turn. <clears throat> uh, Brian, thanks for hanging out with us. And, oh, thank uh, you, guys. This has been a blast. Thanks to Allison and Ashley. Ashley yeah. has not come back since she left to avoid spoilers. She's too good. Actually, she got distracted by uh, X-Men First Class playing in the uh, in the movie room in the uh, studio over there. So this week is mine. I'm going to play a song uh, called... Radioactive by the Imagine Dragons. Nice. Oh, great! I'm really enjoying. Uh, Did I get that to you? No. Okay. Um, I've heard it on like movie trailers, and I saw it on a video game trailer. I've heard the Imagine Dragons on the local art- alternative radio station, and they've been okay. They're a little poppy, little light, almost bubblegumish for me. But mm. I really have enjoyed this one song called Radioactive. I was really hoping you'd play something uh, with a proper instrument in it so i could say shut this bloody bazooki up uh, no this is this is there's it it's got a little bit of dubstep layered underneath it's, okay. just, it's a little different it's just different and i'm always starving for different music so again this is uh, the imagine dragons uh radioactive is the name of the song so and i think brian was going to read our boilerplate again for us i'm going to go ahead and start it underneath You've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Visit the show's website at halfhourwasted.com. And don't forget to visit the message boards at forumforgeeks.com. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Or you can also drop them in an email, an individual email at bradfrank or bill at halfhourwasted.com. Follow them on Twitter at halfhourwasted.com. Leave a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week, I'm Brian. I'm Frank. I'm Bill. Allison. I'm Brad. I'm Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. I just pooped an episode.
Straight from inside